0: You're listening to the Art of Automation podcast with your host, Jerry Cuomo. Thank you, DJ, and welcome to the Art of Automation, a podcast that explores the application of automation in the enterprise. Folks, with the holiday season coming around soon, I can't help but to start looking for some new recipes. Because, you know, the real good ones are the ones that make our lives simply worth living. And a shout-out and thanks to those master chefs that know how to cook it just right. Well, today, we are lucky to have on the podcast Rick Character, who is the Director of Software Engineering at Fifth Third Bank. Rick is here to share his holiday recipe of how we cook up a better life, using AI and automation technology. Welcome, Rick, to The Art of Automation. Hey, thank you, Jerry. I appreciate it. All right, Rick. First question, if you don't mind, let's jump right into it. Absolutely. Can you share with the listeners here why you love doing what you do? Absolutely.
1: It's always been something that I kind of go back all of my life is I've always wanted to help people. Uh huh. That That's really what my passion is all about is actually helping people. Honestly, one of the best ways I've ever been able to do it is through information technology oh. and specifically through automation. I've always been the kind of guy that asked the question of you have to do it twice, then you need to automate it. Oh, love it. Right. So that kind of became my unofficial motto <laughs> going through life. And then uh, after I really got into it, I started thinking about, well, if I want to help people, how do I help people? Well, help me help you became my next one. Okay. Right. So, so, so help me help you. What I love doing more than anything else is, is really taking the pain out of everyday life. Out of everyday work. Okay. If you're sitting there thinking to yourself, when you come into work every day, what are the things that, that really get on you? You know, what, what are the things that really hurt you? So I like to describe it when I first meet with customers or or with business lines. Like I sit down and I go, Okay, so everybody, when you come to work every day, does it ever feel like you're getting pecked to death by a duck? Okay. Like like, <laughs> like literally to the point where you're like, right. So and, and usually you get a laugh out of it, stuff like that. And you get people starting to lean into the conversation. And you start asking them questions like, well, well what, are, what are your pain points? What are the things that make you think twice about walking out the door and coming to work? Every right. Day? Going, right. Ah. And it's usually around those little mundane tasks. Right. It's the little painful things that we deal with every single day that are repetitive. And it's just like, oh, it's just yeah. it's just
0: it's just, just mine. Yeah. Right? Th- these are not the things you put on your resume. These are not the things you brag about in your <laughs> LinkedIn posts. For sure.
1: <laughs> it's not something you brag about to your friends. Yeah. We start looking at that and I start talking to people about that. And And the first thing that happens is is, is usually they get a little scared. You start talking about automation, start talking about AI, and they think, oh, it's a robot. And to be honest, the last, what, 15, 20 years of, of robot movies, they should be scared. I think the only good robot movie out there that didn't come against us is WALL-E. Okay. <laughs> you start looking at that and you, you got to break down that fear and you say, okay, so show me one little thing that you do. You always start small, right? That we can, that we can build trust because that's the foundation of any relationship is trust. You take that little thing. And and you automate it. Right. And they go, wait a minute, you you did it. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And when you start talking to people and you start helping them understand that you're not trying to automate their job, which they think you're doing right. The robots are coming to take them away. You're actually trying to automate those repetitive, tedious, small, painful things in their lives to make their lives better. Mm -hmm. Then they start leaning into it. And then you can kind of talk about the ideas around it. Well, you know, I'm going to free up time for you to make yourself better. And every year... We sit there and we look up and on the right-hand side, we have a mountain of projects and processes and tasks and new products to put out. And -hmm. and then we look on the left-hand side and, oh, there's a mountain over there, the same dang thing. But when we come down to planning out what we're going to do, we have to split hairs, right? Because when we have so much resources, right? we have so much time throughout today to do it. What if I gave you more time? What if I gave you time to upskill yourself? What if I gave you time to breathe a little bit and go, okay, well, maybe we should look at this product. over. What about that idea over there? you know, I've always thought it'd be kind of cool if we did this too, or let's talk about that process. So when you start getting people to lean into this and start actually talking about it, oh, they'll come out of the woodwork. The, the next thing they'll be is like, hey, the, the last week of the month is awful. We all have to do this crazy process. It's just terrible. It's just painful. We hate it. Can you help with that too? I'm like, well, sure. Yeah. It might be something automation needs to grow on, right? So maybe it's just not something that's repetitive. Maybe you need a little machine learning. Maybe we need some AI involved with it too, right? You, you need that decision-making power behind it, right? So you got you to take it up a notch. Can't just automate this repetitive process. Now we need some decision-making. We need to really get down and actually start looking. it it may take a little while to do it, but you do it. Yeah. And it continues. Then the word spreads. The next thing you know, people are all over you for it. And that's the great thing about what I love to do.
0: It just makes people's lives better. Yeah, it makes sense. What you were just saying reminds me of one of the tasks at work that would almost always get me down. And that was when I had to work with our HR systems. You see, you are excited because maybe you're setting up a raise or a promotion for an employee, but then you're faced with menu after cryptic menu (laughs) to decipher. And after like 90 minutes, you lose the joy (laughs) of the moment and are frustrated. But actually now, Rick, at IBM, we have this thing called Ask HR. It's a bot which basically hides the HR system. No menus, just chat. It works. It's accurate. And it's fast. So, Rick, as an executive leader at Fifth Thirds Bank you're known to be a master at finding the perfect recipe for bringing people and software together to <laughs> make a difference. So can you specifically share an example of how you apply automation to a task or a process that effectively makes people's lives better?
1: Wow. So we, we actually took it long ago and took a small task. Um, it was something that we worked with my team with and they sat down and we started going through just a standard process, right? So we talked the business line, we, we've got them leaning into it. They're showing us our ducks. We're trying to shoe them out of their pond. We're looking at this and we're saying, okay, this little thing right here, we're going to touch first. And the entire time we're talking about this, you know, my team's in the background going, wow, really? This is what you do every day kind of thing, kind of scenario. So you you kind of look at that and you kind of play that game of, yeah, we're going to automate this for them. We get their lives better. We took this little bitty process. It was nothing big. We automated. And of all things, we get a standing ovation from the team because it was the one thing they hated doing more than anything else. You know, it doesn't sound like it's a big deal to a lot of people and it's not going to show up on on your metrics or any of your your or anything like that whatsoever. But in essence, right. it's gonna drive your engagement. It's gonna drive your quality. It's gonna drive people leaning into it. It's gonna drive people dreaming and, and thinking bigger than what they do today, right? Because with automation, like anything else, the only thing that really stops automation, AI, is, is our dreams, it's, it's our ideas. Those are the only things that limit it.
0: So Rick, back on that example, you alluded to this perfect marriage of AI and automation. <laughs> Can you share like in particular what technologies or even breakthroughs that have come into play and that you see more often than not mattering as you try to make someone's life better?
1: Oh, absolutely. So the several of the things that I really believe are, are huge accomplishments in, in today's time is like the OCR, IDR, IDC technology sets where you're dealing with optical character recognition, you, you start doing NLP, natural process language. You start looking at how can this come together because we s- receive just untold amounts of documentation every day. I see. Right? That's that's just this part of the world that we live in. I don't care if you're in insurance, government, banking, it doesn't matter where you're at. You're, you're just tons of documentation and you digitize it, right? Then what do you do with it? Mm. Where, where do you go with it? Right. Oh, do you just stick it off somewhere and save it for somebody to go look back at some point in time? Or do you actually use it? You pull customer information off this information and and feed it to systems of record to help maybe create a stipulation check and have an origination system. So we're going to check all the stipulations off. So when an underwriter starts looking at it, they go, oh, I only have to look at these four things because the system has already checked off these stipulations and I can move it to this this particular process. That's what we deal with every day. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, people need to look out for is that there's opportunities everywhere.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Optical character recognition, intelligent document processing. Absolutely. Extraction, categorization, using AI. And Rick, is this doable by mere morals like what kind of skills is is this accessible i know your background i, I know your skill set and i know you you represent the top percentage so is, is this something that you can recommend to your peers to go out and do tell us a little bit about the skill level to interact with this type of technology
1: so basically it, it's super easy i mean you interact with this technology every day you just don't realize it right I think that's one of the things that we we tend to forget is we look at this thing and we go, oh, you know, automation and and AI, I I just can't do it. I don't understand it. And I've always held on to a strong belief that fear is like a rocking chair. (laughs) You do a whole lot of moving, but you never get anywhere. A lot of times it's just you got to take the fear out of the way and start looking into it. But it's super easy. A simple LinkedIn learning away can get you on your way and you can start automating in, in a day and AI is right behind it. There, there's so much plug and play out there in the world today. There's so many things that you can put in play that just make your life easier. I, I know IBM has a lot of them. <laughs> um, I'll throw that out there for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just such an easy world to get into. The way I kind of look at it today is, is that with AI, since it's everywhere, perfect example, I used my phone the day to pay for groceries. Uh-huh. I didn't pull my wallet out, didn't do anything. My husband stopped by the other day and got gas activated the pump on his phone, mm-hmm. paid for it all on his phone, never touched the kiosk at all and walked away. All that stuff is part of automation that we've current we've learned to accept, yes. right? And we learn to grow with. You look back in the day and people always carried money around, right? You know, decades ago, it was money, money, money. And then checks come along because people are tired of carrying around all this money and change in their pockets. And we use checks. Then the ATM card come along, they replace checks. People rebelled against that. Now I use my phone for everything. Yes.
0: Hey, Rick, you touched on something there. So you're in a regulated industry, sure. financial services, mm-hmm. and here you are liberally using automation and AI technology. What's the risks and where is the trust factor? Do you, your peers, your management yeah. have more trust in the results now because you've automated less trusts? If something goes wrong, what do you do? Blame the technology? Or how does this work in a regulated industry? Can you share some thoughts there?
1: So when you're looking at overall in, in industries like this, government-run industries, government-regulated uh, industries, you always have risk in everything you do, right? And there's always an appetite for that risk. So when you're looking at it, you have to balance what you're doing and where you're looking at for that. As long as you're looking at it from an aspect of putting controls around it, understanding it, actually leaning into it, educating yourself with it, all these things can be managed by simply putting the guardrails in place and then growing it from a small aspect to a large aspect. Because everybody wants to start out huge, right? right. It's like, oh, we're going to save tons of money. We're going we're gonna to nail this thing. But they don't understand that it starts small and it grows. And it's trial and error. I think Agile says it best, fail hard and fail fast. Yep. Well, you do that a lot. Okay. And you need to understand that it's basically every time you fail is an opportunity to grow.
0: You don't learn by winning. You learn by failure. And that's how we grow. Can you please take out your crystal ball and Tell the audience what you see coming in the future. And if anything, what's missing? Is there a missing link to get to the future state? So what does it say? Gaze into it and let us know.
1: Well, I'd like to gaze into it and give me the lottery numbers from last week or so. Was it 1.6 billion? That ship is I mean, sailed, my friend. What?
0: That ship has sailed. Yeah, I know. Neither you it. nor I are on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so where I see this heading is the same place it's been heading in, in a nutshell. So let's think about it this way. The future of work is to work smarter, not harder. We've been doing automation for, you know, decades now, and it's the same thing around. People are going to continue to look at mundane tasks that can be automated. They're going to look at a way that they can do it themselves. So not so much as, hey, I need a specialist group sitting over here that does just this, but we put the actual power in the people's hands to say, hey, we need to make this as simple as Excel. Well, I mean, Excel isn't as simple sometimes, Um, as simple as Outlook (laughs) as far as it goes, but The more power we give to the people to actually self-automate themselves and the more education we give them, I think that's going to be the next jumping spot off for us. Plus, continuing integrating into everything. It's there already, but you're going to see in the next 10 years, I would hope to be like George Jetson soon, to be honest.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And Rick, maybe last comment. Where do us humans fit in? You're implying complete automation, as in the Jetsons. Where do you see we fit in to this grand picture?
1: Oh, excellent question. So I have an analogy for this that I like to use. Let's think about automation and let's think about AI and let's think about technology helping us, right? Yeah. For the for the Trekkies out there, for, for my fellow sci-fi people, I'm going to talk about Star Trek for a second. Okay, please do. You either get to be in one of two fields. You either get to be in Starfleet or you get to be in the Borg. Yeah. Both of them are looking for perfection. They're both looking for peace. They're both looking to enhance themselves, right? Right. Starfleet goes about it by doing a very organic methodology behind it, looking at peace, looking at, at making themselves better, looking at the diversity that exists there. They're trying to raise themselves. And they're using technology every step of the way, right? Automation, AI. Uh-huh. The Borg side of it is resistance is futile. Right. <laughs> he will be part of this, whether you like it or not. When I talk to people out there, I think I try to get them to look at this as, do you want to be in the
0: Borg's world or do you want to be in Starfleet's world? Yeah. I'm going to Starfleet, and there you go. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you see that when I talk to Rick in an afternoon, I don't need coffee. <laughs> Rick provides the energy. No need for that little boost when you have Rick around. So, hey, Rick, thank you so much for joining us today on the Order of Automation. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. It was, it was a blast. Well, there, you've heard it from one of the industry's master chefs of cooking up recipes for happy work lives. Rick says, start with things you do more than once, and if they are mundane and repetitive, this is where you apply a dose of automation and AI technology. And you heard Rick recommend computer vision through optical character recognition with intelligent document processing and a healthy side of machine learning for context extraction and data classification. Okay, folks, that's it for today. And if you enjoyed this podcast it's likely that you'll also enjoy the Art of Automation book, which is now available. A link to the book is available in the description section, and royalties for the Art of Automation book are being donated to the American Cancer Society. Okay, once again, I'd like to thank Rick, and of course, I'd also like to thank you all for listening in. This is Jerry Cuomo, IBM Fellow and VP for Technology at IBM. See you again on an upcoming episode.